Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? What a busy day it has been at Hallis Hall. Adam Hogue and Nicholas Moriano with you after uh, Nick rushed home. You had a tough drive home there, buddy, huh? I did, and apparently I can't see out of my right eye. Um, it's all good, though. We have a bunch of great information to give you guys today. Appreciate you for waiting uh, yeah, 15 minutes late. Not not usually standard here at CHGO, but uh, I'll make it up to you guys. Well, it's because usually we're like three minutes late. So. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Good way to start the show. No, um, that's fine. You know, hit the like yeah. for us. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Uh, I know everybody's wondering where Mark Harmon and Greg Braggs are. Uh, the reality is that they were both suspended for their uh, their nonsense yesterday. Uh, it was a one-game suspension, and uh, they'll be back sometime soon. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because Mark Harmon is going to surprise you guys. He's checking in uh, right now. Do you want to hear from Mark Harmon? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I just suspended him, and but now he's going to come back. You got a minute cool. 13 of Mark Harmon on Southwest Airlines. All right, guys, I completely hate missing the show today, but I know you're going to kill it, and I know you're going to miss me, right? You are going to miss me. Hey, uh, my number one takeaway from the presser today is that DJ Moore must have had the sweetest house in the history of Carolina because, damn, that guy is going to miss his house. But, hey, you don't need, you don't need to stay in Lake Forest. <laughs> Gurney, go up to, go, go, I don't know, west, north. Uh, you know, there's 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 other options. And by the way, yes, that's right. I'm wearing the purple. Go Cats. Uh, we're headed to New York. So uh, I miss you guys today. Have a great show. And um, and Hogue, I know you love us and we love you back, buddy. And another thing, Jack Sanborn giving up his jersey number for TJ Edwards. That's why he's the sand god. Dude doesn't care about a number. 57, 97, 27, 0, 7. Sanborn, sand god, my guy. And lastly, I got you, Poles. Rome wasn't built in a day. But I just want to remind you, you're Ryan Poles. You can build Rome in a day. Maybe not now, but you could have, and you will, and you are. So crush the draft. Let's go. All right. Bye now. I go mean, away. <laughs> I I received each of them in order, you know, just more and more yeah. kept coming. And I was like, and this is like 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, oh. well, thank God Nick's late. Cause I had time to actually cut that. The audio was a little sh- shoddy, but that's fine. Great. So, so Nick was late and then we were all forced to be punished by Carm. 
yes. for a minute. My biggest yeah. takeaway from that is I'm going to show everybody this little trick. So depending on what kind of phone you have, you have these lenses on here. And you all you got to do before you take a photo or video, I guess he was probably doing it from the front, whatever, lens on the front. Uh, nice picture of my kids there, okay? Yeah. Uh, you just take whatever you're wearing and you do a little wipe. It's just like one wipe, one wipe, <laughs> two wipes. You know, or you do it to that side of the phone. You don't even have to use what you're like. How about this Goose Island um, koozie? That's a nice koozie. You could use that. Just a little wipe, and then uh, your video will be much clearer. Also, Karma's telling me about how he has this amazing status or whatever, a million points on Southwest. He had like six different flights to New York today, booked somehow, and he could cancel them all last minute. What, you got the worst seat in the plane at the back? Like, I know they board wondering that what group are you in or is is there like a middle is there a a section up front that then has like the stuff behind him i don't really know i don't think so i think he was i think he was at the back of the plane so uh i wonder if there's someone sitting next to him you know while he was recording these videos like what is this guy talking about ryan poles can build rome a day can't do it sanborn uh as about beverages says here maybe he wanted the sybil shepherd effect a filter yeah okay mm. i always like the dirty phone lens filter yeah. it's a good one all right, all right. Uh, i'll get out of the way let's talk right yeah the whole point of this show today was to get the nonsense out of here and unfortunately we just spent four <laughs> minutes with the nonsense uh and we're gonna move on um with plenty of football info lots of uh things and things and stuff and things were said today uh by the gm and players as we got to we got introduced to a whole bunch of new players on the Chicago bears. They made another signing while we were actually there. So there's, there's plenty to get to and talk about. So appreciate everybody being here. I know we've had some questions, you know, back-to-back shows at three o'clock. We, um, we're, we're not changing the normal time of the show. It's going back to noon tomorrow. We just adjust the time occasionally when it's in the best interest of the content we want to bring you on the show. And today was certainly one of those days. And yesterday was the start of the new league year at three o'clock. Uh, Mark, I see you with the super chat already 499 Sanborn will always be number 57, especially since I bought his Jersey the day he made the final cuts. I will tell you this, depending on where you bought that Jersey. Um, I know some, some places now have like Jersey insurance Mm -hmm. where I think within a year, within a year, if they change numbers or change teams, you can actually get a new one made or sent to you. I don't know all the details on it, but I know that's a thing. And now it's nostalgic. You have to, I think you just keep it like Mark. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, uh, you go and switch it out or do, or, you know, get TJ Edwards. Now you have Sanborn 57. That's, that's going to be worth something. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. If he goes on to the hall of fame, you could be like, I was, I remember when Sanborn was 57, mm-hmm. Daniel Trump, $10. So all the free agents pass physicals and everything. There won't be any take backsies like last year. No, they were all, they were all there. It's all been announced. They all went through the physicals. They all, they all talked to the media afterwards. So uh, it's all good from that standpoint. And that's certainly good news. Cause it's something we learned from last year is always a possibility. And sometimes guys just change their mind too, in between Monday and when they actually sign the contract. So um doesn't look like any of that is going to happen. Um, I do want to mention, that we um, well, Nick has a piece up on allchjo.com from all the takeaways from Ryan Poles. We're going to discuss a lot of that here, uh, but um, just what was your Nick? I'll start with this. Just what was your 
your biggest takeaway from today? I think mine was that DeMarcus Walker is my new fair player. And um, he's got a Pernell McPhee vibe with his quotes mm-hmm. and willingness, just the way he framed things and how energetic he was. I just, I think he's going to be an amazing quote in the locker room. I love it. No, I completely agree with that. I really liked also how Tremaine Edmonds presented himself today. Um, you know, really talking about the history of, you know, the linebacker position in Chicago. And there was a common theme between some of these free agents, Walker and Edmonds. Like a, a reason why they wanted to come to Chicago as well is because of that guy where, that you have to hit the like button for, Justin Fields. They mentioned him as being, you know, a reason for wanting to be a part of the Spares organization. But yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, the way he presented himself, how he answered questions. Uh, you know, it, it stood out to me and, you know, just uh, obviously he's going to play a big role in the Spurs defense, but I'll go with Tremaine Edmonds and what he had to say today. Yeah. For those asking DeMarcus Walker was uh, you probably saw his quote going and you've seen it on uh, our CHGO bears account. If you're following out on Twitter, but he was asked by Pat Finley, does the quarterback play a role in, you know, where you end up signing? And he goes, excuse my French. Absolutely. And, uh, and then went on to talk about, you know, how much he loves Justin Fields. And that was a, that was a common theme today as well. It's, it's obvious that uh, Justin Fields is, you know, uh, certainly not a detriment to any of these guys, which maybe had been the case in the past, you know, especially when it comes to wide receivers. But I think you heard from DJ Moore too, about how uh, excited he was to pair with Justin Fields and how they can all kind of work together to elevate each other's game. And you know, Adam, I, if you remember back, way back on locker room cleanout day, I think that's when Justin Fields said it, where they wanted Justin also to be a part of like the recruiting, right? In terms of what he can add to possibly reaching out to people. And we've talked to a bunch of players around the league and what they think about Justin Fields. Well, now you're seeing that kind of, you know, resonate with these players and ultimately why they're signing with Chicago. It's because of number one, QB one, Justin Fields. So, I think that's that's something that's ultimately different. You usually didn't have that be a factor for, for free agents wanting to come to Chicago. Like, I want to play with the quarterback here. Well, Justin Fields is an ascending talent, and hopefully this year three with guys like DJ Moore can help elevate his game even more. But that is that is definitely a different aspect that the Bears now have at that position. Let's talk a little bit about what Ryan Poles had to say today. Um, there's a few things that we got to hit on, but one is just sort of, I think following up on the conversation from yesterday and, and sort of this anxiety that it seems like Mark Carmen has and some other bears fans. And I get it that it's like, well, what about the defensive line? Like where's the, where's the help? Where's the three technique? Where's all the, why is the money not going in there? And I I'm trying to explain to people that, smart teams still use best player available as a strategy, even in free agency. And I thought Ryan Poles uh, had a good explanation on this today. Um, in, in terms of exactly on fixing the defensive line, he said, quote, there are going to be some weak spots on our roster and we can't fix everything, but we are going to stay flexible to do the best we can to get better. You go from a short term thinking of, we have to do everything right now and you extend that out and do things the right way over time, we'll be able to heal up the rest of those positions. He also talked about Nick, the idea that when you get caught up in your needs, like you got to think about like this, like you have a budget to spend, right? 
Okay, so you have a certain amount of cap space, a certain amount of cash, however you want to look at it. And to, you have a list of players that you're willing to spend, but you're going to have to prioritize those players because, you know, the, a GM will call an agent and be like, hey, we're interested in this, in your client, but we got to take care of some other things first before we can get to this point, mm-hmm. you know, so because he's not at the top of the list. So what Ryan Poles was trying to say is like if they had gone to the free agency and they said, all right, well, our two biggest needs are three technique and right tackle. And we got to make sure we have the, you know, we're making those a priority and we're putting that money in this cap space towards that right away because those are our biggest needs. You could miss out on the fact that in their minds, Tremaine Edmonds was the best linebacker available. And you don't want to lose out on a great player at a different position because you're so focused on a position in need where the players and the talent just aren't as good. It's something we talked about and I wrote about it last week. The free agent class as a whole, the amount of talent out there this year was underwhelming when you talk to people at the combine. And so you don't want to get stuck having to spend money on guys that you don't really believe in. And I think that's the approach that Ryan Poles took. And all he's trying to say is, yeah, he's acknowledging defensive line has to get better, but you you have to be patient. You have to wait till the right time to strike to fix every one of those positions, or you're going to screw up at other positions at the same time. Absolutely, Adam. I think with just Ryan Poles, what we've come to learn about him now entering year two is that when he has a plan, he does stick to it. You know, that's how he was able to make the trade for the number one overall pick down to nine. It was a plan in place there, but going back to how he even started the press conference, what his goals were for a second off season. He said the goal going into the off season deal was to improve our roster now, but also stay flexible in the future. So we can stay healthy, opportunistic and continue to get better. And if you're going out spending big money in positions of need and going outside of your plan, then you're not going to have that flexibility in the future. Like what he wants to be able to do. Yes, you need to get better now this season. That's what DJ Moore is here for. But you can't overspend for the necessity of doing it because you do have holes on the roster. And it was crazy to think that the Bears are going to fill up everything in one offseason. That wasn't realistic. So, you know, Ryan Poles has a plan. He's sticking to it. There's going to be positions that may not be filled with the premium positions yet. And he knows that. So I think if as long as people who are, you know, criticizing or, you know, questioning why these moves haven't been made. Ryan Poles knows that too. So there's a plan in place and he's sticking to it. I also kind of get a kick out because I've, I've been getting some of these tweets every once in a while. They're like, you know, maybe, you know, ripping the bears for being cheap and not spending money when they have, I'm like, they've spent a shit ton of money in the last three days. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? It, just because you have it doesn't mean you spend all of it. Like, that's actually a terrible way to go about building a roster. You you have, you, you got to think about it this way. You still have a, a piece of the pie that has to go to your draft class. Which right now, mm-hmm. the Bears have 10 picks, and four of them are in the top 64, and those higher picks cost more money. So you have to budget for that. Not that it's a terrible amount of the cap, but you do have to budget for that. You also know that right now they have a budget for players they want to extend this year. So you got to keep that in mind. Now, a lot of times extensions can also help free up space in the short term, but I don't think the Bears want to be in that 
mode of already taking up future cap space because you heard it right there in that quote that I just read to you. They want to remain flexible. So, and you want to leave yourself about some money for when a player unexpectedly gets cut by another team and becomes available. So there's just no need to say, oh, well, they have, you know, 40 million left or whatever it is in cap space, spend it today. Um, especially because we're already past the first wave of free agents. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're already on to, to the second wave and guys that are going to come cheaper, like uh, Andrew Billings was one of the, the defensive tackles that they signed today um, and not for a lot of money. And he's just sort of a depth piece and probably a better fit than Angelo Blackson was as a one technique. So just... I think the biggest thing is that P word patience. Just you got to, as Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham try to do this the right way. You got to remain patient. You have to. And I know a big topic on yesterday's show was uh, about putting money into what is viewed as not a premium position like Tremaine Edmonds, but they wouldn't pay Roquan Smith. It's just a different story though. Right. Because especially what Edmonds, how he can fit in this system and ultimately what you're able to get, for from you know the, the bears obviously moving on from roquan you got Edmonds, you get edwards you get that second round draft pick all for you know what would almost be as much as just for one player in roquan smith so i've been getting that a lot lately as well like why would they do that when they wouldn't pay roquan well you you have draft future draft capital and you also got two young ascending linebackers so again ryan pole's Going back to what I said earlier, he's got a plan in place. Now you have two of the best coverage linebackers in the league on this defense where the Bears were were hurting last season. So all in all, it's you know, he his moves are making sense and he's keeping his options open for the future. Yeah, quick uh, quote from Ryan Poles on Tremaine Edmonds that he offered up. Quote, he's special, he's big, he's long, he fits our scheme. And I actually have some more coming up on Edmonds I want to talk about. Um that where I'm actually mad at myself about something. So we're going to bring that up in our next, in our next segment. I want to move sticking on what Ryan Poles had to say. I want to talk about the offensive line. Now Um, he confirmed something I suggested and wrote my newsletter this week about the idea of Cody Whitehair moving back to center. Um, he, He brought that up today on his own saying that that's a possibility. I think that that's probably a likelihood at this point. I think we forgot that. I don't want to say we forgot, but as Paul said today, the guy has over or near 4,000 snaps at center. I went back and look at my grades that I keep on these guys. And, you know, remember Whitehair's had some snapping issues when he was at center, but he actually has graded out better as a center than a guard um, over the course of his career. So it's, I think it's an, it's an interesting combination that I I think makes sense. I don't know that it's the only option the Bears are going to have when this is all said and done, but they obviously believe Nate Davis is a uh, an upgrade mm-hmm. and a fit for the scheme. Now, he said he's okay moving over to the left side. I don't... Maybe that's... I, I think, honestly, what they're going to end up doing, Nick, is letting Tevin and Nate work that out in practice and see who's, who's comfortable. Now my gut is like, all right, well, if Nate Davis has played right guard his entire NFL career. And he said, the only time he went to left was back in college. I would probably try to keep him there and see if Tevin can move over to the left. And if it doesn't work out, then you can bring him back and, and see it the other way. 
Um, but I think that interior combo, when the Bears walk out on that practice field in OTAs, my gut is that your two guards are going to be Nate Davis, Tevin Jenkins with Cody Whitehair at center. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the indication I, I'm getting just based off of what, you know, like you said, Nate Davis has only played right guard in the NFL. I tried going back to where he played in college at Charlotte. And for the first, I think for three of those four seasons, it says right guard. So I, I know he said he played a little bit on the left side. I'm just wondering exactly when that last time was, because this guy has prim- primarily been playing on the uh, as a right guard uh, when he's been playing on the offensive line. And then for Cody Whitehair, the last time he was a center was week 10 during the 2020 season, and that was against the Minnesota Vikings. After that, he switched over um, to the guard position. So fluctuation again on the offensive line, but it you know goes back to what Ryan Pulse said. He's probably going to just look to get the best five out there, and if that means going into training camp, having some guys hash it out, see what works best, that's ultimately what it's going to look like. Um, but Nate Davis, I just watching you know some tape of him. I like his movement skills, and that's a big thing with the Bears because we also learned – like Orlando Brown a little bit, yeah. why the Bears maybe didn't pursue that. It's like the scheme matters. And if you, you know, being at what, Orlando Brown's 6'8", 340, 350, it's a little harder to move and get to the second level when you're that big. But Nate Davis definitely has those skills to get to the second level, get to the linebackers, and be an asset to this wide zone scheme. Yeah, I um... – I'm, I don't want to lose my thought on that topic, so I'm going to bring it up now. We'll get to the super chat in a second, but he, I got a lot of this on Twitter today too, and it's a it's a fair it's a fair point, it's a fair question, because you know we sit here and we we sort of criticize the last coaching staff for not being able to adapt the scheme mm-hmm. to its players. So is it really smart to be so stuck on what your scheme is that you can't bring in a player like Orlando Brown and I, I just don't think it's that easy. And I think that specifically one, they do really like Braxton Jones at left tackle. So are you willing to move him the right or is he willing to move the right? I think it's the bigger question, but beyond that, I think when it comes to adapting your scheme to your players, you talk in my opinion, that matters more with skill position players. I think the bedrock at the line of scrimmage those, you know, the foundation of what you're trying to do, especially in your running game, you're, if you're going to come in with the Shanahan principles and run an outside zone scheme, like you, you can't have offensive linemen that can't really do that at a high level or pay them like a high level guy. And then they're going to be limited because, you know, in a certain part of your playbook, because that's what you're trying to do. Like, that's just not smart football roster building, in my opinion. So we've already seen the Bears and this coaching staff and Luke Getze be able to adjust the scheme to their skill mm-hmm. position players, most notably Justin Fields. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a stubbornness by any means that we maybe saw in the past. It's just when it comes to roster building, if you're gonna pay an offensive lineman that much money, and I realize that Orlando Brown ended up not necessarily getting, you know, twenty million dollars a year, but he's still got a lot of guarantees. It's still got to be a a good fit. So I understand where Ryan Poles is coming from that one. When he says the scheme match is a big deal there. And instead of going after him and questioning that, I think we should remember 
He was there when they traded for him. Like he knows this player. Mm-hmm. He was in Kansas City with this player. So it's not like there's a guessing here. He he knows exactly what that guy can do, his strengths and weaknesses. Um, and again, I think it's another indication, sort of a refreshing indication that they're not just trying to be the Chiefs. They're they're trying to build their own thing here. Yeah, and Adam, real quickly, just uh along those lines, like when we talk about the offensive line. We, usually, we talk about it as a unit, a single unit. And so when you're having the unit run this, the, the certain scheme that they're running, it's hard to, you know, adjust the scheme to an individual as opposed to like you were saying with skilled players, you could do that. So I think that also kind of factors into ultimately why, you know, Orlando Brown isn't here because if anybody knew him as, as well as they could have, it was Ryan Poles. So obviously the Bears didn't go that move. Braxton Jones is the left tackle for now. And, you know, still got to figure out exactly what's going to do on the right side. Yeah. All right. D Groovy here, 999. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. He says, I was screaming at my phone at Carm yesterday. Paul says he likes a player. So if he does resign him in the future, the, the future relationship is good. If he says, eh, Monty is okay for cheap and he stays, that's kind of tough. Yeah, again, like, not too worried about what they're saying. Uh, not putting too much on that. I think, uh, not to get into that whole conversation again, but you like <laughs> you like a thing, a commodity, for a certain price. It's no different than really anything else in our life. <laughs> like, you know, like, we brought up the houses yesterday, which is apparently a problem for DJ Moore moving to Chicago. Um Property taxes, yikes. I mean, I'm sure that's, a, you know, maybe just rent. Maybe just rent for now, DJ. Uh, Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. Um, All right, last thing from polls. Uh, There's there's probably a few more things, but Jalen Carter. This is interesting on the timing today because, like, I I don't think the Bears had any idea what was going on with Jalen Carter today at the point where Ryan Poles was talking because it was kind of coming out simultaneously while Poles was talking, but Jalen Carter got his legal situation resolved today. Uh, He pled no contest, basically made a deal, no jail time involved. There's a, like a thousand dollar fine probation and some service time. I think that that all goes into it, but there's not going to be anything more. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a big development for Jalen Carter. Um, and Ryan Poles, I, again, I don't think he was aware of that when that came up today. He was at Georgia's Pro Day yesterday, which obviously did not go well for Jalen Carter. He wasn't able to finish the workouts. He came in nine pounds heavier than he was at the combine. And basically, Poles had to say, look, we're going to bring him in for a visit. So that'll be one of the Bears 30 visits at Hallis Hall. Jalen Carter will visit the Bears. They'll get a a much better chance that day to to look at him, to see what's going on, to talk to him, to maybe get more information about him. Um a lot of times that comes with dinners and that's the whole point of 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 it and you know he basically said sometime in mid-April we'll take all the information we have, put it out there on the table and make a decision. And, you know, I think as much as we've covered this story and we said it again yesterday, it's really what, what matters is what's all out by April. 
by the end of April, when the draft happens and what the full story is and all the information you can get. Certainly, I don't fault. Uh, I wouldn't fault teams right now for taking him completely off the board. Obviously, he's still in consideration for the Bears or they would not be bringing him in. Uh, is he on the table at number nine? Is he on the table if the Bears trade back again, which I think is a very real possibility? Maybe. But they got to sort through all that, and that's um, that's just where things stand right now with Jalen Carter. Yeah, Adam, I think what's going to be huge is when, you know, they do meet with him again. And what the Bears do, they do have um, their bear, the director of wellness, Carla Suber, and then Mike Wiley Jr., who are part of – they were part of those meetings in the Combine where they were interviewing these prospects, but just getting to know – where he's at mentally, right? There's a lot of stuff going on in Jalen Carter's life. And, you know, you just want to see that, you know, when, if he makes his transition to the NFL, that he can just handle things. And so I think those two are going to be, you know, big in that process as well, just kind of seeing how he's reacting to things, how he's answering certain questions. And I think, you know, for Ryan Poles, just trying to get down to, you know, what, what ended up happening and what's his understanding with, just him and as an individual. So I think that's going to be huge for the bears and what they ultimately think of him moving forward, because we all know what he can do on the football field, just everything outside of that, that you have questions about. So uh, the bears will do their homework and ultimately make that decision, whether it's at nine, if they trade back, who knows, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, uh, you know, I think an important part of that process to just get to know Jalen Carter, even on a deeper level. All right, I want to get to, to some more on Tremaine Edmonds, but first got to tell you about ComEd and the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z, now to start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact ComEd at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. And I have to tell everybody about FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted on the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles foco looking for the perfect gift for the football fan baseball fan basketball fan in your life foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that lake michigan breeze check out foco.com or link click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off all right first thing with tremaine Evans, we got to talk about um his suit the suit was great suit was great not everybody was dressed up today um but not that they need to be but he came in with a nice sort of like virginia tech colors too Mm -hmm. a maroon um that was a nice touch but really 
nothing was better than him dropping a brick by brick reference at the end. I was in the back there, maybe like two seats behind you, Adam, brick by brick, immediately smile. I was about to tweet it out. And then, you know, we, we quickly spoke brick by brick. And you're like, I'm tweeting. I'm like, all right, good. Because that's like a, tr- it's like a trigger. Now, if I hear that anywhere, I immediately think of Greg Braggs. Yeah. It, which is unfortunate that that's what <laughs> happens, but you know, brick by brick, Ryan Poles is on board. Tremaine Edmonds is on board. I mean, really, if we had done better research and there it is the beautiful brick by brick shirt, which you can get right now at chgolocker.com. And if you're a diehard, you get access to that hoodie, which I already have uh, put in my request for one and ordered it. And hopefully it's on the way. Um, Get those orders in now at chglocker.com. Brick by brick. We're going to have to get Tremaine Edmonds one, I guess. Look, he, um, if we'd done better research, we would have, we would have seen that mic'd up video of his with the bills where he said brick by brick. And then we would have known that he would have been a target of the Chicago bears, which I want to get to in a, in a second, because it took about 30 seconds of this guy talking today to realize like, what a perfect fit he is with the bears and Matt Eberflus. I asked him this question. What's the number one part of your game that you take pride in? And this is what he said effort, because that's something you can't teach. We talk about talent. All of the guys are talented in the league, but when you talk about effort, you talk about relentlessness and you talk about guys that just care. You know what I mean? Guys that finish plays guys that give it their all. I think when you turn the film on, you can tell that from guys. Are Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Eberflus the same person? That's the question I have. Because like <laughs> that's a quote straight from Flus at the combine. You turn on the film and you can see that. You just feel how much they love football because of how they play. You see it right there on film. You don't even need to talk to them. It's like this guy is a hits guy without a doubt. So this is where I'm mad at myself, Nick. Cause we 100% had a show during the season. We we're talking about Tremaine Edmonds and I was talking about how much I love the guy and how good he would look in a bears uniform. I've watched Tremaine Edmonds, you know, since he was coming out of college, I'm a big fan. He is a perfect fit for the Mike linebacker position in this defense with his size ability to cover. And the reality is you go to the combine, you go to these places, you talk to a lot of people and you get sort of an idea of who the bears might be targeting, who they might not be targeting. And, and we didn't hear a lot about Tremaine Edmonds, to be honest, until really the signing happened. So I'm just mad at myself that I didn't just stay on the Tremaine Edmonds train just from my own like instincts and film watch and be like, whatever. I don't know if I don't care that I'm not hearing this guy's name with the bears. He's a great fit for what they're trying to do. Cause now in hindsight, it seems so dumb. It's like, yes, this is your Mike linebacker. It, it's it, he's just, yeah, he might be Brian Erlacher light, but it's, it's that guy. And I know people are getting caught up and, Oh, well, what about the will and how are you going to justify paying the mic? It's like, well, what about when this defense was good? When this scheme was good in Chicago, who made more money? Erlacher or Briggs? Yeah. I mean, they both ended up doing pretty well for themselves, but mm-hmm. Erlacher was the guy. He was the guy mm-hmm. in the middle. And so I, I think it makes perfect sense sort of in hindsight. You look at it, you're like, oh, 
Like this is a hits guy. It's like, could not have been a better fit. And you understand why Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and probably Matt Eberflus too, were like banging the table. Like, let's get this guy to Chicago. Yeah. Adam too. Like we were in Indy. Yeah. Obviously the combine was going on, you know, had I just looked up 2018 draft draft profile, Tremaine Evans would have popped up. His comparison is Brian Urlacher. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, who did Eberflus have in Indianapolis? Shaq Leonard, a tall guy in the middle of the defense who could drop back in coverage. It it's like the breadcrumbs are are there, and yeah, I I mean I agree with you. Like it's it it makes so much sense, and just what he can do in the middle of this defense, the hits principles are there. And you know what I really enjoyed from him too. He's a big family guy. Like his family was off to the side as he was giving his press conference. And, you know, he said it's not all about, like, the, the dollars, right, that you make out of being a free agent. The money you can get, it's the relationships that you ultimately make, too. And that's big to him. I think that just speaks to the person that he is and why he's going to be such a great fit in the Spares locker room. He's not a very – he doesn't come across as a meek type of guy. He's like a team person, right? So I think just when you think about what athletically what he can do – who he is as a person, how he presents himself, what he values. Yeah, this, that that fits what this current Chicago Bears team is trying to create. Uh, just a well-rounded locker room with a bunch of good guys. And now, now you're adding some talent, which is actually good to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty set at linebacker right now. Uh, another quote from Edmonds on why he wanted to come to the Bears. He said, it's more than just money because relationships go way further than any piece of paper could give you now i'm gonna stop right there i'm pretty sure the bears offered him the most money and typically that's sure. the number one factor but um no i i do agree and i know i i think i saw i was talking to herb howard a little bit today and i saw him tweet something about this too just like how impressive like tremaine Edmonds came off right away as a instant leader for this defense that's somebody who's gonna fit right in with the guys that are already here um and you know, I think people were like wondering what those cryptic tweets were from some of the existing players on defense the other night. And I don't know if that ever got confirmed or not, but I think it was just excitement about a guy like Tremaine Edmonds joining. And I think it's, he really is going to be a, a great fit for and worth, you know, who knows if he's worth every penny that they paid him. Yeah. I, I do think there's a couple things he can do better. I think, you know, the, if we're going to make Brian Urlacher comparisons just because of the size and I get it, but the reality is like, if there is a weakness in Tremaine Edmonds game, that's much different than Urlacher to me, it's playing downhill and, and so, mm -hmm. sort of sometimes getting washed up in traffic. And uh, certainly when he's in coverage, he's one of the best coverage linebackers out there. And, and I think that, you know, you talk to people in Buffalo and they want to see him make more plays on the ball too. So yeah, that, that, that part of it is, is real. So I don't know if he's going to live up to all the money in the contract, but, do keep in mind the way it's structured that it's there's a relatively easy out after two years, which lines up with when they're going to have to pay Justin Fields. And but my gut right now is that this is just a guy who's going to be a fit, like worst case scenario, in a way that Danny Trevathan was a fit for what the Bears were trying to do then. And he ended up getting a second contract with the Bears as well after after being here for a while. Now I'm not, I think they kind of regretted that second one, but mm -hmm. again, I'm I'm saying that's like worst case scenario in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, I have to be reminded every now and then that he's only 24 years old. That did not yeah. seem like a 24-year-old <laughs> up there in front of the media just 
honestly just blowing you know his press conference out of the water there because again like he's such a young player there's so much more to his game that I think he can learn about himself and you know with Eberflus and Alan Williams and hopefully getting their 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 guy in this system like yeah I think if Bears fans want to have high expectations for him you can look at the contract to to orient you that way but he, he does fit he fits what the Bears are looking for at the Mike linebacker and He's still very young, so there's a lot of potential left in Tremaine Edmonds and where he can take his game to the next level. Uh, all right, now the other linebacker, TJ Edwards, who I expect to be the Will linebacker. Um, I think the Bears think he can make that transition over there. He last season primarily was was the middle linebacker for the Eagles, but he does have experience kind of moving around, and I think that they view it as like putting him next to Tremaine Edmonds. It's going to be a good fit. He's very good with instincts. Um, might not be the fastest 40 time guy in the world, which is part of the reason why he fell out of the draft and went undrafted. But I think that certainly with the instincts um, of really both TJ Edwards and Jack Sanborn on either side of Tremaine Edmonds, it's, it's, got the potential again if they can find a way to keep the and we'll get to the d line here probably in our next segment if they can find a way to to get that that upgrade that big multiplier that they need on the defensive line um these guys have an opportunity to go out there and make some big plays on the ball i wanted to ask tj edwards about his connection with ian cunningham because i had a hunch that that Mm -hmm. might be something that made this thing come together uh remember ian cunningham the bears assistant general manager came over from philadelphia and was there when they drafted TJ Edwards and and TJ basically said, yeah, he's one of the first guys that, that I got to know when the Eagles signed me and being an undrafted guy who wasn't playing a lot, Ian Cunningham would always be one of those guys who was like pumping him up and saying, I could see it in you, you know, keep working hard. You know, it's going to happen. And eventually it did. So, Obviously, if Ian Cunningham saw that in TJ Edwards four years ago, he's a fan of us now because he's gotten to the point where he just kept fending off every competition he possibly could mm-hmm. on the Eagles roster, a Super Bowl roster, by the way, and became a very good starter for them. So um, I think that connection had a lot to do with why the Bears targeted TJ Edwards. And it's going to be interesting to see him join this linebacking crew and, and make that transition to the weak side. Yeah, and one of the things that he talked about, you know, obviously being paired up with Tremaine Edmonds is, you know, it's it's going to have to be a relationship, right? And he's, you know, he said he he already met him in the building, but to for those two guys to work in tandem together, and if, you know, T.J. Edwards playing in a different position, playing the will instead of the mic, um, it's gonna it's gonna go back to those relationships, and we know Tremaine Edmonds is big on them. And for, you know, Edwards to to also, you know, be successful in this scheme, you have to trust the guy next to you. But like you said, it's going to help if they can get some more guys up front to keep them clean because both at Buffalo and Philadelphia, they had some defensive linemen that, you know, can occupy some, they can keep the linebackers clean to allow them to play instinctively downhill fast. And so that's what I, I think that obviously that'll be, you know, hopefully something else that polls looks to address, but, yeah, I think it has a lot of potential, Adam, and we have to see it out there once you know we finally get you know some games out here later in the year. But you think of the speed, the instincts; these two guys coming from winning teams, 
it's a lot to like at the the in the linebacker position for the Bears and and that was also a big thing I noticed too. Like I know everyone always talks about the Bears tradition, the ring of the linebackers, but Edmonds brought it up. Uh, Demarcus Walker brought up like the Bears tradition. Obviously, T.J. Edwards was a, a Bears fan growing up, but they they brought back the like the legacy of the of the Bears, which is always being known for defense. Do you think that's a little bit blown out of proportion, or is that that actually resonate with with Friedrich? Because it seems like the guys that came here, and now unless they're just saying the right things to say the right things, but seems like that still holds a little weight. Eh, I think it's more of a talking point that comes up. Yeah, every right. time a li- every <laughs> time a linebacker signs here, it's always the same thing. I I don't really get too caught up in that. Um, you know, I, I think it's something that like when you hear Edmonds talking about walking around House Hall and seeing that and mm-hmm. stuff, like yeah, maybe it resonates then, but I, I don't I don't know how much I'm buying that that actually has something to do with, you know, coming to Chicago. Um y- Yoshino $5 super chat became a diehard today. Super excited for the season. Is it possible that they will move Edwards Edmonds and Sanborn around to play at every spot? Um, good question. Appreciate you for coming to diehard today. Um, hopefully you uh, get your free shirt too. make sure everybody signs up for to be a CSGO diehard gets a shirt. And if you're interested in doing so, if you're not already see it, you go to all CSGO.com slash diehard and diehards also get my newsletter every week as well. Um, in terms of that question. Yeah. Look, I don't know that anybody's locked into any one position. I do think that, as I said earlier with the offensive line, I think when they take the field for OTAs, Tremaine Edmonds will be your Mike. I think TJ Edwards will be your weak side linebacker. And I think Jack Sanborn's your Sam, but I think Jack Sanborn can play all those positions. I think TJ Edwards can play all those positions. And I actually think that Tremaine Edmonds skill set could translate to the weak side if necessary, mm-hmm. but that's probably something that happens more on a necessity with injuries than anything else. If it get, gets down to that point, but it's certainly not a bad thing to have guys that can play all over. And Eberflus has stated in the past that he, Ideally, his starting strong side linebacker in their system, they want that guy to also be the primary backup to both the Mike and the Will. So I think they have that. I think that they've built that Mm -hmm. now with these three linebackers. Um, And it'll it'll be fun to watch it play out. Yeah, definitely will. And it's good to have, look, as much as we'd like to see probably Jack Sanborn play significant in a lot of snaps next season, it's good to have a guy like him who's not going to be on the defense as much just because the bears are going to be a lot of nickel. That's just how it is in the NFL, but you have a capable guy, even though it was not the largest sample size. Uh, he showed you what he can do on the football field. So if anything does happen to Edwards or admins, you do have a Jack Sanborn that showed you, he can play uh, in this defense and has the instincts to, to do a pretty good job. All right, got a bunch of other guys to talk about, too, that we were introduced to today, including on the defensive line. But first, you know, with Carm not here, I'm going to have to jump in and do this Roman ad. And, <laughs> You're uh, <very> smiling. <laughs> you know, so it, it says here to talk about how guys want a better sex life, like Mark Carmen. Um, and 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex. Now I'm not necessarily talking about anybody specific at this point, because I want to be fair, uh, you know, to the people that aren't here today, 
Um, but if you want a better sex life, you're not alone. Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. That's right. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed as well. And, you know, if you have low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone, which is a real thing and uh, something to keep in mind. No waiting rooms, no hassle straightforward digital experience from the comfort of home and if medication or testing is appropriate roman will send it directly right to your door everything arrives in a discreet package with free two-day shipping uh to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals go to row.co slash chgo to get 20 percent off your entire first order that's ro.co slash C-H-G-O. I don't have a clever transition to go from Roman to game time, but we're just going to do it right here. Yep, game time is the hottest ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets, Blackhawks tickets, because game time is created by the fans, for the fans, and guarantees the lowest price. And if you love CHGO, then you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right. Um, I believe as I'm trying to pull up the NFL transaction wire here, the Bears on? have released um, mm. Simeon, which is not necessarily a surprise. And I will tell you right now, because they signed P.J. Walker last night, uh, Trevor Simeon, the Bears' backup quarterback last year, is being released and I would uh, tell our friends at DNVR to keep an eye on that one. Possible return to Denver. Because yeah. I know Trevor Simeon really likes it there. And also, he was with Sean Payton in New Orleans as well. So, possible connection there as the Bears move on from Trevor Simeon. All right. A um, couple other guys that we got to talk about before we get out of here. And we'll get some super chats as well. But uh, actually, the next one was PJ Walker. So, we'll start right there with that quarterback news. Um. BJ Walker, I think, is, and if you heard him talk about this a little bit today too, just how he thinks like that he can come in and the offense doesn't necessarily have to change a whole lot. You know, I think about Baltimore and Huntley mm-hmm. coming in for Lamar Jackson, and the Bears saw that firsthand last year when the Ravens came to Soldier Field and Lamar Jackson was out and they still couldn't win the game. It's not like Huntley was spectacular, but he just comes in. He's able to run things. You don't have to change the playbook too much. And I do think that PJ Walker, who yeah, is not nearly as tall size wise though. He's still built pretty solid and he's got a cannon. Go look up that highlight to DJ Moore from last year 
where he launched the ball, as he said today, it was in the air for 67 yards. I mean, that's a ridiculous throw. He's got that experience with DJ Moore. I think there's a comfort level there. DJ mentioned today that, you know, that even just from a life standpoint, it helps having somebody here, a friend that's familiar, that's making this transition too. So I really like that signing. I think it's a, it's a better situation for the bears and where their offense shifted to in the middle of the season and probably what they're going to continue to do. So I'm a big fan of that signing and I'm not surprised to see the bears move on from Trevor Simeon. Yeah. I've always been a PJ Walker fan, even when he was on the Houston roughnecks roughnecks, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, I remember just watching that right when it, uh, that league started out. I'm like, Oh man, this guy's lining up out here, but you know, he does still play an important role as the backup quarterback. He said at that position, you still have to be a leader. Right, and he kind of learned that um, when he was in Indianapolis, and just kind of learning from the people ahead of him. But it's nice that you know he knows what DJ Moore, you know, brings in an offense, and you know had some time to connect with him over there in Carolina. And you know, you can relay that information to Justin Fields, and just just be an asset to to him in any way that you can. And that's just running the scout team against you know the number one defense and. Like I think having a guy like him with that similar skill set, that does help you ultimately in an offense. And you know, not that Trevor Simeon, he just wasn't—he's not the athlete, right? That you know, obviously Justin Fields is, or even PJ Walker. So it—it's it, a move that makes a lot of sense. My question is now with two quarterbacks on the roster, and Justin Fields that throughout you know so far in his NFL career hasn't been able to stay on the field exactly uh, an entire season. I wonder if like another quarterback potentially in the draft is, is a potential option for the bears. Just knowing, you know, you never know what's going to happen in a season, but it, it makes sense to bring a guy like PJ Walker in and what he can add to this bears team. Yeah. And I, I, it's just like another one of those moves, Nick, that it's like, yeah, this makes sense. Yep. Just makes sense. Like <laughs> it's just one of these roster building moves that that I have to say, Ryan Poles and Ian, Ian Cunningham have been um, making making a lot of you know things that we not that not that it has to be stuff that we bring up on the show, but it's just like when when we have these conversations because we're obviously doing five shows a week. There's a lot to talk about. And we're like you know having a backup quarterback like PJ Walker was something that. I don't know if we never mentioned his name specifically, but we've definitely mm-hmm. talked about that idea. Um, and because, and, and hopefully, right. You know, hopefully no offense to PJ Walker. We don't see him take a snap in 2023. Like that's, <laughs> that's the Honestly, goal, yeah. you know, unless it's some cool trick play where Justin Fields is still on the field, that would be, that would be sweet. But, um, you know, you still have to prepare for it. You, you have to have, a decent backup um, and he's not perfect from a throwing standpoint by any means. He seems to know his role. Um, and I think he, I got the sense from him talking today. He knew he was going to be out in Carolina. And so this is a good fit, especially with DJ Moore coming over too. Yeah. And I, I liked what he said about DJ Moore. He was asked about how DJ Moore, uh, you know, is able to separate from, from defenders. And he kind of went into, talking about how DJ Moore is just football intellect. He's like, when we were in the huddle, sometimes he was breaking the huddle before the play was even, you know, they even finished like saying the play because of, you know, just how smart DJ Moore is and knowing what he sees on a field. And 
again, just giving some more insight on the number one wide receiver now for this Bears offense. You're not only getting a guy that's tough, can ha- create these explosive plays down the field. He's a smart guy in general, too. He's going to know, you know where the defenders are at, how he can pre- protect himself over the middle of the field. But uh, P.J. Walker kind of giving us a little insight of what it's like playing with him, getting a smart, explosive player that's definitely going to be, like I said earlier, like an asset to, to Justin Fields in the passing game. So it was nice to hear that from him and just getting, a, again, a close-hand perspective of who this number one wide receiver really is. Because D.J. Moore, Adam, not not much to say, right? I mean, he's, he was a little uh, short-winded or, you know, just didn't have much to say. But uh, I think if we talk to the players around him, uh, we might get a little bit more out of him. And as far as Simeon goes, I – I had a feeling that he'd probably be let go. I wasn't sure though, because you know, the bears did keep Nathan Peterman on this roster last year. They, mm-hmm. I, it's not surprising at all to see teams keep three quarterbacks. Um, and yeah. I do think Simeon's good in that room, but you start to look at the money and you realize that they clear uh 1.96 million in cap space it's hard to justify keeping a guy as your third string quarterback when you can clear up that much cap space. Not that the bears are in a position where they need to do that, but again, it's just smart football business. Sometimes you got to make those decisions and, you know, I guess you could always resign Nathan Peterman if you really want to have you know, that <laughs> third guy again um, and stuff. That's always an option. And maybe we'll still see the bears have uh, three quarterbacks. All right. Um, Another defensive line signing we mentioned it earlier, but Andrew Billings was signed some decent money for a guy that has been, um, you know, around and sort of bounced around and been on some practice squads as of late, uh, trying to pull up that contract right now. But it was like $3 million. If I'm at least that's what was reported a one year, three and a half million dollar contract with 2.4 million guaranteed. That's at least what Ian Rappaport reported earlier today. So to me, that reads as depth guy. No, I don't want to even say depth, like rotational. Somebody who's at least in the defensive line rotation. Now a little bit about Billings. 28 years old, been in the league six years. Again, like I said, he's bounced around a little bit. He's been on some practice squads as of late, but had a decent year with the Raiders. You go pull up his stats, you're not going to see a lot of QB hits, sacks or anything. I think he only had one sack last year, but we're talking about a one technique here. Okay, so we're talking about that guy that's lined up shaded over the center, and he's a pretty good player against the run. So this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, trying to keep guys off those linebackers that the Bears have now. Somebody who could do that as a rotational piece. I don't, I don't, I think this is a solid signing. Um, certainly nothing that you're going to be bragging about too much or saying changes the course of the season, but these are the types, types of guys you have to have types of guys that don't prevent you from doing anything else. You know, if you have, mm-hmm. you know, you can still draft a defensive tackle in the first round, you could draft defensive tackle in the first and second round. Um, but it's just another guy to have in the fold that, um, if you're wondering how, I mean, because literally you look at the depth chart and I keep one in front of me at all times on a spreadsheet. It like until you filled in Andrew Billings at the one technique, there's nobody there. There's I, I'm, like Andrew Brown still on the roster. He can kind of play both spots, but 
bear not a bear like there's a bear not yeah. a bear like potential candidates just yes. in the d-line room um jerry green G- Ger- gerard green jerry green couldn't, i couldn't even tell you bear there not you go jalen holmes donovan jeter oh yeah. man wow okay so these aren't even new to me <laughs> right. so yeah it makes sense they need to add some players uh to that position to that group but when you follow the money and you realize Andrew Billings is coming in with the potential to earn three and a half million dollars, um, he's going to be in the mix. He's definitely going to be in the mix. Former fourth round pick out of Baylor. All right. Uh, and then there's Demarcus Walker, who we mentioned earlier for his uh, awesome comment on Justin Fields. But really, like, not knowing the guy, obviously, or even talking to him until today. You got the sense that this sometimes guys are just late bloomers. Sometimes mm-hmm. guys go through tough transitions to the NFL or don't necessarily know what it takes to be a pro. He talked about all those things today. He talked about being a second round pick, getting drafted by the Broncos, all the different players that they had there. He named them all off. He was naming all these guys and 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 how it was just sort of tough for him to, I think, assimilate to the NFL. He talked about that he had to learn about being a pro. And honestly, a lot of that didn't sound like it happened until last year when he was with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the guys that, that were in Tennessee. He brought, brought up Jeffrey Simmons' name. So this is a situation where I still think you got to keep expectations in check. But he was another guy who kind of came off impressive, certainly entertaining, if you didn't get a chance to watch his presser, maybe go back and find it. It's on, you know, the bears social media accounts. You can watch it. Um, but I just liked his attitude and willingness to kind of explain how kind of tough it's been to get to this point. And th- cause that gave me a little bit of optimism that, okay, yes, he's getting paid and he's getting a decent contract here with the bears, but you, you see the work he's been putting in. It's all over social media at D line vids. If you want to check it out, the work he's been putting in this off season, that it could translate and him um, again, no one's claiming that this guy's going to be a pro bowler with the bears or anything, but another solid addition to the defensive line. Yeah. If there's any one of these players that seems like they have a chip on their shoulder, it's the Marcus Walker, how he was able like just kind of talking and answering these questions. He, he said he like no one, he's the hardest worker. Like no one's going to outwork him. But, like, yeah, you were mentioning all the players, Von Miller, Shane Ray, Shaq Bear, Derek Wolf, Adam Gostis, D'Amato, Pico. He named them all. And I think, yeah. for me, like, man, this guy has really good recollection and, can you know, is obviously just really detailed. That's how I kind of thought about it. But also, like, he gave that nugget about Justin Fields saying, like, oh, he was telling me a little bit about myself. You know, just kind of shows the player that Justin Fields is. But – yeah, this is a guy that is the only currently right now, or now the second. Now we have two defensive line signings, but he's the bigger. He's like the big. I don't want to say big ticket, but he's got the more more money invested in him. And this is coming off of what last year was a career year. I don't. I'm gonna keep expectations low only because of what happened last season, kind of with Al Kadim Muhammad, who had, was coming off his career year in Indianapolis, was a complete dud. I'm not saying that's going to be the case here with Demarcus Walker, but they want to see what he can do with more playing time because he was fifth on the Titans last season in defensive snaps. So 
maybe more opportunities exactly what he needs to showcase you know all, everything that he's been working on in those videos you see on social media but he's very animated he's i think he's very himself too so i like that about him and we'll see how he uh you know ultimately does in this bears defense and you know i think some more snaps we're going to see a little bit more of what he can do on the football field all right. Then the last guy we got to talk about, then we'll get to uh, remaining super chats. But our guy, uh, when I say our guy, my guy, Travis Homer, because he's the special teams guy. And he, uh, he, I, you know what I liked about Travis Homer is he immediately just like, he could tell he just embraces his role. What do mm-hmm. you do well as a running back? I pass protect. I think I'm one of the best pass protectors in the league. Okay. That's awesome. So, but it also says, you know, that's part of certainly what went into uh, Ryan Poles targeting him and uh, Poles said that he's just sort of had a, a thing for Travis Homer since he was in college. And, uh, and he showed some of that against the bears in the preseason last year too. So um, I like this quote he had to say about embracing special teams. He said, I'm not sure why anyone would be reluctant to it. It's one of the funnest things in football. Just go out there and get to be free, get to be yourself on special teams. So I love it. And uh, Homer was a four-phase special teamer with the Seahawks. He was a personal protector, which right now is uh, DeAndre Houston Carson's role, but he's, you know, he can be used all over. He was used all over on kickoff, on kickoff return. He played all three lines on kickoff return and uh, was moved around on punt return, he said. So it's just, you know, a good solid uh look i think you saw it this year that if you you want your backup running backs to be able to pass protect and when they Mm -hmm. can't it becomes a liability and so i think that from that standpoint you can see why they went out and did that especially because if khalil herbert's going to be the number one guy he needs to still get better in that area so you know homer might end up being the third down back and he could do that if he's also, you know, one of your better special teamers on the field at the same time. It's just a solid addition. Yeah. Travis Homer, he was asked, do you anticipate a bigger role in Chicago than you had in Seattle? I'm ready to be whatever they need me to be. Uh, to be honest, if that's a bigger role, then I'll accept it. And if it's a very minute role, it's going to be what it is. I'm going to give it my all, whatever. Like it's just whatever, not, not in a bad way, but like whatever the team is asking of him, Travis Homer seems open to it and it looks like there might be an uh, we were talking about like jersey controversy and what numbers looks like he's wearing number on the bears roster 25 tristan ebner has 25 we know 57 sanborn and yeah we have some uh some roster or some jersey controversy going on here but yeah he seems like a guy that again whatever's asked of him he's going to be willing and hopefully able to do it yeah all right do we have any super chats left before we get out of here we have a few. Yes, uh, we do. Sanborn. All the Sanborn jerseys hanging. Yeah, out. yeah. You guys were talking about them. I thought, you know, I should probably bring that in there. Um, well, this is from Isaac. Uh, he says, uh, five dollars. Thanks, Isaac. He says, Hey, have you noticed that the guys polls and company bring in seem to be the quiet leader through action kind of types? That's what I saw in the press conference. Do you agree? I actually do agree with that. Yeah, I think it's a good point, yeah. Isaac. Um, I think. And that's how somebody explained Shermaine Edmonds to me a couple of days ago too, is that he's just sort of, he's not always going to give you much, but he's, he's just in, in terms of talking, but he's always professional. And I guess he's kind of grown into being a more vocal leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's more about just leading with how you play out there. And I, yeah, I think, I think there's some truth to that. 
DJ Moore fits that to a T. Like, I think, you know, his actions will speak way louder than whatever he, he says. But that, again, that's a good thing. That's ultimately what you want. All right. This is the question that we always like getting from Christopher Elder, 999. Thank you, Chris. Do you guys think nine should be, pick number nine should be used on O-line and D-line in the second? I, I think I agree with that. I think there's more depth at oh, the see. defensive line right now and i you know if it's an edge rusher if you're looking at three i think in the, in the second round but look if skronsky's the guy at nine paris johnson's a guy at nine you know i wouldn't be opposed to that so uh yeah i i think that would be right now the route i would take i, I think that would be i think right now that's the most likely outcome yes all right there we go and this is a follow-up from mark gotier 499 he was talking about the uh the, the sanborn jersey he said, it's a keeper. I have the original Jaguars pro helmet, which they were forced to change by the British car company. And then he said, where was Velas last night? He's in Paris. Velas Jones Jr. is in Paris. I, I don't know why I was creeping out of Instagram, <laughs> but he's in Paris right now. So Why was that question even asked? Was there where a post Bayless? maybe or something? Oh, maybe yeah, because they're out the Bulls game. They're off the Bulls game. Oh, Rivals, DJ Moore. Would, I see. Why yeah, I don't know why I connected game? that. Yeah. 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 But... Bayless is in Paris doing his thing. Uh, um, yeah, appreciate it, Mark. That sounds cool. The original Jaguars. Yeah. Program. I don't even remember what that logo was. Uh, RM says Bayless was at bingo. Maybe. Get it? Because he's old. Yeah. He's, yeah. I get it. Yeah. With, with Carm. Ooh. <laughs> How about that? Story? Um, well, oh, yeah. Uh, senior night at Denny's. RM, we just got all of them. Okay. Be nice. Yeah. Be, be nice. nice. We love Velas. I'm jealous he's in Paris. That's awesome. Uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up today's show. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, no mark to derail the show. Thank right? You. Just we could do a nice, clean, Sorry, easy getaway where yeah. I could get I can get all my uh, – plugs in here follow us on twitter at chgo underscore sports which you should be today because we have a merch madness tournament going on and i have beef with the committee i'd like to you know fight somebody in the committee because they put me up against big dave in the first round just seems like a tough first round matchup this just seems like you know just disrespected by the committee it's fine uh it's fun though check it out uh tim sinclair voiced all of our names and what we're wearing it was pretty just a cool thing it's just a cool <laughs> thing so it was really well done by by our social media team and everybody that was involved jake flanagan uh kevin kadek so check it out we're having fun with it uh as march madness started today and uh jason i say that last super chat two dollars Edmonds wasn't the best linebacker available smith was um roquan schmoquan it's old news yeah i think you gotta move on at this point obviously the there's the bears did not feel like he was worth 28 million extra dollars and didn't think he was the right fit. Uh, and again, I look back to just the importance of the Mike linebacker in this defense. And obviously they feel like Edmonds can do it. What do you got there? Adam, you're winning. You're winning right now. You're doing, you're doing well against big Dave. It's a tough competition, but I voted. I voted for you. I like that hoodie. So I like them both. Yes. We like everything we have here at CHGO. So technically, you're supposed to be voting for the merch, right? Not the person. I think. Honestly, Big yes. Dave. I, Big Dave would kill me if it was about the person. 
I believe it's vote. I like the hoodie. I like the hoodie. That's I one I actually don't have Dave yet. over me. Yeah. It's sort of a, a choose your own adventure. Do you are you voting for the person or the merch? Either way. I mean, otherwise I would no, I, I would have voted it. for Big Dave. But I do like that hoodie. So I was glad I was wearing it that day that we recorded mm. that. All right. Um make sure you if you would like all that merch, you get a discount if you are a CHO diehard. All CHO.com slash diehard to go sign up. You get access to the brick by brick hoodie as well. Uh if you are a diehard and you can get a free get a free shirt when you sign up and that brick by brick shirt is available to everyone we are out of here uh back tomorrow will and nick will have you covered on our friday chicago audible edition we're back at noon tomorrow so set those notifications be ready for that i will talk to everyone next week we i'm not going to give anything away right now but we have some special things lined up for next week so a little teaser there to get excited about, and uh, we'll explain all that later. Enjoy your evening, and uh, yeah, Will and Nick, we'll talk to you tomorrow.